0: Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host,
1: Holly. And I'm your co-host, Jennifer.
0: Melody is not able to join us today due to technical difficulties, but she'll be back with the next episode. Today, we'll be discussing meal planning for homeschoolers. But before we get to that, how have you been since last time, Jen?
1: I have been busy. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to give the <laughs> same answer. Uh, so with the start of September almost all of the homeschool things we're involved in all started in the last two weeks. Um, so we had park day, start back up. We had our co-op start back up and I'm teaching high school co-op. And I'm also teaching a mixed elementary middle school class this year a grammar games class. Those are both once a week. And then we also had our, there's a science co-op that we do once a month for all ages. And I was hosting it. So that was this week, last week. And we had a field trip. And for some (laughs) reason I said, Hey, let's go to the beach for a day too. So... So literally every day, but, but it's all, all good stuff, all exciting things. And starting up classes again with our friends has been so fun. The ones I'm teaching are going great. I have a whole bunch of new kids. My high school class has 15 kids and half of them are new this year and new, like this is their first year homeschooling. So that's been so exciting to like introduce them to this entirely new way of learning. I, I had them, you know, some saying like, oh, I didn't know we could do fun stuff in school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, we're doing a zombie class. So. <laughs> yeah. So that's been, it's just, I'm, I'm tired, <laughs> but uh, it's been all very good, fulfilling stuff and I'm loving it. How about you, Holly? What have you been doing?
0: We started school at the end of August and um, it's going pretty well. I, realized that if I wanted to get the things done that I want to do every day, I have to rethink how I look at school and work. So I decided that just like a lot of people who have a job from nine to five, you know, they work out before they go to work. Um, And then they they have their work day and then, you know, they come home and they do home things and blah, blah, blah. So I have been getting up a little early and going to bed a little earlier. Mm -hmm. People who know me would be like, what? (laughs) Um, So that I can get in a workout because I was getting kind of grumpy. Um, So I this week, I've gotten in a workout every morning before school. Yeah, we have a tight schedule. I told my son, if you fool around, we don't get done what we're supposed to do. You're going to have some consequences. And Mm -hmm. he's been pretty cooperative. And we have gotten everything done on my schedule every
1: day for three weeks. Wow. And I feel that's, like that's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> I
0: feel yes, but I but I have to be constantly in motion. So, while um if there's something I'm making for lunch that he can't make himself, while mm. it's cooking on the stove or something, I'm washing dishes and you know, I'm doing other things. So, every moment is full of activity. But it's enabled us to do things, to have time to do things in the evening like Go to the park so you can ride a scooter yeah, and I can talk, yeah. or go to uh, a class at the library or whatever. So I'm seeing that that really tight schedule, which doesn't feel as homeschool friendly, is mm-hmm. actually given us a better quality of life. And we're Mm -hmm. getting things done. I'm getting my work done. Mm -hmm. So I've been super busy, too. We've added a handicraft class. I'm doing an adult art class twice a month. I love that
1: you're doing classes for yourself. That's
0: yeah. And it's great. We take so my friend and I take our kids. It's at it's at a local library and the kids hang out together while we're in the class. So they get Mm -hmm. to have some social time. They run around outside on the library grounds or they sit inside and talk and we get to go do our class and hang out with grownups. It's been good. But that's nice. Oh, but it just feels like by the time I get to Friday, I'm like, oh,
1: yeah, I need to, I need to exhale. I get <laughs> that. But it sounds like you made some good changes for your family, and hopefully, it'll just become more of a habit, and you won't. It won't be as exhausting to keep up with your.
0: Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, it's not exhausting, but it's uh, there's a tension, right? Yeah. That you know, I've got, I've got to. If I miss something, then it takes the whole thing off course. Right, right. So, yes, I just have to be really strict about it. But it's been good. And I feel like my mental health is better. (laughs) I feel like I'm, you know, getting some things in that
1: I've been missing. So, yeah. And hopefully. I do. I I exercise in the morning before everybody's awake, too. And it, it very much helps my day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's really important for home educators to start off the day by giving themselves some time Mm -hmm. so that they can meet everybody else's needs throughout the day. Yeah. Let's talk about meal planning,
1: which that seems like a meal planning. (laughs) But I think um, we think that because we have large families. uh, So I think it comes, you know, for us with large families, it's a natural thing to do meal planning, but I'm mm -hmm. not sure it is for everybody.
0: Well, I know when I had one little kid at home, I could fly by the seat of my pants Mm -hmm. and it was fine. But uh, especially for people who might be new to homeschooling, if you've been homeschooling for a week, you've already realized this. Your kids want to eat all the time (laughs) and your food isn't lasting. And that's why you have to plan. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They want to eat all the time. But also, you have a new full-time job. Yes. Yes. so planning is key to survival
1: (laughs) it is because you're you're going to be busy much busier than you were before when they weren't all home with you uh and and you need yeah you need to know what you're doing ahead of time for meals
0: yeah because if you don't plan and you're going to end up either in at the fast food place which will take all your money and still leave you hungry (laughs) <laughs> or you're gonna have to drag your kids to the grocery store at rush uh, No, thank and you. Yucky, oh, yeah. oh, so yucky. <laughs> I I hate it when I accidentally forget mm-hmm. when I forget what time of the day really regular people go to places. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh show my up. gosh, yeah. <laughs> the store. What's one of? <laughs> yeah, it's, so it saves you time. It saves you money. It saves you thinking every day what you're gonna do
1: yeah what are you when you say meal planning what are you you talking about
0: at the very least it's just creating a menu so I mm-hmm. know what I want to cook and serve that week
1: mm-hmm. um, do you do it so weekly for your family I do yeah, yeah. that's do. the same thing I do and we do weekly planning at, and shopping once a week for that
0: yeah but meal planning can be really complicated too like some people do uh once a month cooking. So they plan meals for a month and yeah. they cook all their meals on a, the freezer on meals.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You can go from the very simple to the very complex. Yeah. I think that regardless of how you do it, any amount of planning is definitely helpful.
1: I agree. Because
0: I can't by the time I get to 5 o'clock or 5.30, yeah. my brain is so tired. I can't think. I, I can look in the cabinet and go, uh, does anybody want to eat noodles? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you
1: know, that can... always, especially when I had a house full of younger kids, that time of day, like between 5 and 6 was always the most difficult time of the day because oh, we're all tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you either want to give it or take it because it's yeah. bad. It's real yeah, bad. Yeah, it is. a. R- and then unfortunately for a lot of spouses, that's the time when you're coming home from work around the same time. And, you know, it's not fun to walk into a house where everybody's in a bad mood and tired and, and frantically right. trying to get dinner ready and those kind of things. Everybody's hangry. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: My son gets hangry and sometimes he just starts getting really rude. And I think, oh, if I talk to him now, it's going to just go bad. So I'll be like, Hey, have a snack, have, eat this, eat this food. Now hurry. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if you want to keep your family relationships, keeping the blood sugar <laughs> yes. level is a good plan. Yes, it um, is. <laughs> yeah. And so it sounds like we're only talking about dinner, but I'm a proponent of planning
1: all your meals.
0: Yes. Of so knowing what you're going to eat for breakfast and lunch and even what you're going to have on hand for snacks.
1: Yep. If you're home, your kids are home all day. I, I feel like that is, I look, I know a lot of people who do not do this. I also know a lot of people that do it. It saves you so much time if you go ahead and plan out all of that. Yeah.
0: I think it's, it just helps your homeschooling to go better. You know, it's hard to get school done if you are standing at the stove, making a fresh meal three times a day. Right. That's hard. That cuts a lot into your time. And, Mm -hmm. And if you're Like many homeschoolers, you're also a working homeschooler. Like you Mm -hmm. have a job. I work for myself from home. Yeah. So not only am I doing the educational things with my kid, I'm also working to provide for the school lunch program. And it's a lot of balls to juggle in the air. It is.
1: Also Anything- we're all on tight budgets. Most most homeschooling oh, families are on tight budgets.
0: Legislation. Yeah.
1: And planning out your meals and including your snacks and things in those plans really can save you money. So you're not having to run out and get things last minute or make last yeah. minute decisions.
0: Yes. And if you can buy in bulk. So Yes. I don't know like I don't know um how other people do it, but if I'm going to make some meals that maybe I'm making a meal that has potatoes. I'm going to try to include potatoes in several meals for the next, mm-hmm. that week or two weeks so that I can buy the potatoes at the best possible price. Mm-hmm. So it's it's worth the time to plan. And it's actually the best way to stretch your money. Yeah. Because absolutely. you can buy things. bulk. If you're going to eat oatmeal every morning, don't buy packets pre-made, buy a big box of oatmeal yeah. you know it's it's so meal planning covers a lot of different bases and also if you have any kind of you know people with food issues mm-hmm. That's it's important. harder to yeah it's harder to wing it a lot of the meals that you can plan can you know uh you have to buy specialty ingredients again if you can exactly. buy a book it's cheaper
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So I think it's really advantageous for people to do meal planning. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I also, I, you know, I have some friends that aren't big planners and they don't like the idea necessarily of taking a chunk of time to sit down and do that each week. I, It's honestly, it's not my favorite thing. I order all my groceries online and do a curbside pickup and I do it one day a week one, I, you know, plan the menu and order the groceries online and do the pickup. And it probably takes me two or three hours to do everything. And that is a big chunk of time. But I don't have to go to the store a single time the rest of the week. And that saves me so much time and in my daily planning. So it's totally worth that couple of hours for me to do that.
0: So there's probably a Walmart in most parts of the United States. And I've done grocery pickup with Walmart. One mm-hmm. thing I like about the Walmart app is that it remembers things I buy often. And when I yes. think I'm done with my list, it'll say, hey. Did you want to get some of these items? And I'm like, yes, 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 I did. So, oh my um, gosh, our
1: HEB app used to do that and it stopped doing that. I like that function a lot. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's really funny. You know, of
0: course, our listeners don't maybe don't know what HEB is. HEB is a big Texas institution, it's a Mm -hmm. big grocery store chain. I only had them deliver groceries for me once because they upcharge.
1: Yes. And that doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So,
0: so yeah, so mm-hmm. I I have pretty much exclusively used Walmart either for delivery mm-hmm. or pickup. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's funny because I actually like H E B a lot. So I'm going to physically go to a store. I will go to H E B.
1: True story. I do. I try not to physically go to a store anymore at all, and that's part of my meal planning because it mm-hmm. saves me money to not walk into that store. I, I don't pick up items I don't need and things like that, so being able to order groceries online and a lot of places have it now it's oh yeah, um, it really helps me with my meal planning.
0: do you recommend like or do you use any kind of meal planning apps?
1: no, and actually I, do you because i would I would love to know what they are i um... don't I, I just sit down and jot in a notebook. And also my family, we've always done kind of like we have theme nights, not really themes, but we have like taco night and burger night and pizza night and things like that. So some of it is kind of set.
0: Yeah. So I kind of have the same thing. Um, Monday is always some kind of pasta. It could Mm be. Asian, like lo mein. It could be yeah. Italian. It could be mac and cheese. Lately, it's been yeah. mac and cheese. <laughs> uh, my, my son and my husband are both into the mac and cheese and I, I can always count on them to be happy for that dinner. <laughs> um, Tuesday is the Mexican theme because it's not just tacos, but any kind of Mexican yeah. theme
1: yeah this Uh, is very similar to what we yeah
0: wednesday is usually some kind of sandwich wednesday or thursday so last night they had egg salad and i had i'm a vegan so i had faux tuna which is using chickpeas make a Mm -hmm. tuna-esque thing uh sometimes we'll have burgers i'll make vegan burgers if it's hot dogs all that to me if it's in in between two breads of some sort it's a sandwich Sandwich. (laughs) yeah so so sandwich night we'd have like fries with that we do pizza friday Sunday, I try to do like a Sunday dinner type of thing with a dessert. So a dessert is on a Sunday usually. Um, But yeah, it helps to have those kind of themes because it it conserves your mental energy. That's the other thing about meal planning. Yes, yes. We only have so much brain power to bring to each day. If you meal plan, you don't have to bring that brain power to every night. I like to write our meals down. Uh, like I write a little menu every week and I keep mm-hmm. it in a notebook. So sometimes when I can't think about what yeah. I might want, I'll look back. Oh, hey, that was a yeah. good week. Those menus really worked well. Yeah. And then I can just like, oh, that was a good one. I'll replicate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are meal planning apps. I've never used them because I, I just did it. Now, craft.com had a thing where you could put ingredients into it and it would give you okay. some ideas what to make. So that's nice too. like say that you're really trying to maximize what you have at home. You can go to a web some websites and just say like say you have, you know, shredded cheddar cheese and penne pasta and I don't know what else something weird. It can give you ideas of how to make that into a meal.
1: Those are helpful because we, in my plan every week, we have Friday is called free for all Friday where we don't have a meal planned and we eat leftovers or whatever's found in the house, things that we haven't Mm -hmm. used during the week. So we always schedule that in on Fridays. So that would be a great little tip, even for the kids to use an app or something that could tell them what they can create with what's there. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun because you
0: get, you get inspired. You're like, oh, I never thought of that. That mm-hmm. that looks good. We When we have leftovers, like enough leftovers that people can eat them for dinner, but not enough for every person, yeah. we call it smorgasbord and we uh-huh. put all the food out and you figure out what you want to eat and then yeah. you throw it on your plate and microwave it hmm. So, um, or or I'll give the kids something. I I used to call my uh, this a peasant lunch, where you know I'd be like, well, we don't have a lot of stuff, so I boil up the couple of eggs we had, and I'd, I'd be like, oh, here's some hard boiled eggs, here's some crackers, or here's some cheese, here's some fruit. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. So some of my kids predate Lunchables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but so but you but you got to sell it as a thing. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, oh, this is a peasant lunch.
1: Here's some crusty
0: bread. And,
1: and I—that's a great point because uh, one of the things that has really helped me with meal planning is having my kids involved. They pick the themes that we're following, and I always, every single week when we sit down, when I sit down to meal plan, I ask everybody, "So, what do you feel like having this week?" You know, and we talk about it, and they give mm-hmm. suggestions, and I really try to get something that everybody has asked for during the week, because it really helps also when they like what they're eating. And it's it's, called, you know, not a lot of complaints. Yes. Uh Um, And then I've always for a long time, right now we don't do it because I don't have a lot of kids home, they're working and things. But once they were old enough to help cook or cook themselves, they each had a night where it was their night to help with dinner or do dinner. And those nights, they got to pick the menu. I mean, we planned it ahead of time, but they got to pick what we were cooking on their night. Um, And they, that really, really helped with the buy-in on the set menu and on pre-planning. You
0: know, it's funny. So that is good advice for most kids. My son could help cook a meal and still not want to eat that food. <laughs> I have not. I'm like, That's you so are a unique case. <laughs> I have to make him eat vegetables. Yeah. It's like, the rule is he has to eat at least two fruits and one vegetable every day. In the summer, I can get him to eat vegetable, I mean, fruits more because he likes um, melons. But he doesn't really like vegetables and he's he's not forced to eat Brussels sprouts. He said, I really hate those. But he has to eat other vegetables <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't like potatoes.
1: Oh, that's a rough one. Like I had fringes. one that went through that. <laughs> There's so many I'm things like, that we use potatoes for. <laughs>
0: Right. Uh, he won't eat mashed potatoes unless there's gravy on it. And then he still doesn't really like them. He doesn't like rice. I think mean, all these cheap staples that are mm-hmm. really good for your budget. He doesn't mm-hmm. like them. I'm like, oh. he's turning 11. So I'm hoping... That we're I gonna don't transform- know.
1: You probably relate to this, but having a big family, there's always somebody who's unhappy with what you cook. <laughs> always. You know? Just like. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we always had a rule that if you didn't want to eat dinner, what we made, that's fine. You can have peanut butter and jelly for dinner, and that well, was that it. Was that was like the same. one choice. <laughs>
0: yeah, my so my middle son told me recently. It was super funny. He goes, "I didn't really like peanut butter and jelly, <laughs> 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 but I liked it." more than some of the other stuff that's so making. funny but i don't think he eats very much peanut butter as an adult because yeah he, he had more than his fair share of it but yeah that was the same thing i'm like i'm still making these foods yes the consequence or the result is that after exposing them to these foods my mm-hmm. adult children are all really good eaters and they eat all kinds of cuisines yeah, and I think that after a while they were like, "This peanut butter and jelly forest I've been in is really boring," and I'm gonna try something. I, and then they discovered so mm-hmm. not as scary as they thought. <laughs> but yeah, we're still we're still trying to get but also
1: you know, let's say you're planning simple kid friendly. You have a bunch of little kids, so you're having like chicken nuggets and French fries and mac and cheese. And even if you're planning those things, I would suggest throwing in a night where you try something. You know, try something new, something outside of everyone's comfort zone, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously not something that everyone's going to throw in the trash because you don't want to waste you know, be right? But try adding new things in every week. Our family, we eat we try to eat vegan foods once or twice a week we try to eat vegan dinners. And this my husband's vegan. Well, actually he's not right now. <laughs> he was. Um but uh so we were just trying out things and most of my kids really really liked most of what we made. So now it's added into our rotation of our meal planning. So I you know, you do need to try some new things once in a while because if you don't they're not like you said that they're not going to be exposed to it and want to eat more things
0: the funny thing is is so i've been a vegan for six years Mm -hmm. and my husband ate the same way as i did for a while and then his gateway drug was coffee creamer he was like i really don't (laughs) like almond milk (laughs) and then he then he was like then it was like oh he came home with some little packets of lunch meats and some cheese whatever well my son saw that my son had been having dairy problems for a while when he was little. Mm -hmm. It would cause him all kinds of terrible rash, diaper rash and stuff. But he was apparently inoculating himself with cheese at our (laughs) church. So we have a we have a snack after church It's called Coffee Hour. And uh-huh. he would rush to get in there before I did. And I, and he said, I've been eating cheese and it doesn't bother me. So now it's kind of the opposite. We're like, my husband and my son are eating what I call the kid food menu.
1: Right. So if I
0: say to my son, oh, you know, like I'm going to make corn dogs and mac and cheese. He's super happy. And so is my son. And mm-hmm. then I'll be over there eating my own food. I'm like, well, fine. I don't need to waste my ingredients on people that not No, don't want
1: that works, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: But it it does mean that oftentimes I'm making
1: two similar meals. Right. right. Which is why our family started eating more vegan meals because I was having to make separate meals and it was easier if we all ate the same thing, obviously. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely. But that was good for us because we all learned to like new things and Mm -hmm. discovered that we like a lot of things. Vegan foods are great. So we learned a lot. We learned how to cook a lot of new things, too. So I love Mm -hmm. that. Planning. Is key to survival. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? You also have to base your plan on your week. Like, do you would, do, you do oh, that yes. with meal plan? Because I always do. I have to look at like, are we on a field trip this day? Are we at co-op this day? And I right. look at, when I sit down, I always look at our schedule to see what works.
0: We historically have eaten dinner kind of late, like at 8 or eight mm-hmm. thirty, nine o'clock. But we've had some activities recently where I thought, oh, I don't want to come home from the activity I make the dinner, so yeah. I've served dinner at like 5:30 a couple nights this week, and that I'm like, well, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> but in order for me to serve a, serve dinner that time of the day, I have to make sure that I have planned. Yeah. And sometimes yes. that means at lunchtime I'm prepping something. That's a super so,
1: important point. Yeah. yeah.
0: So like sometimes at lunch I'll cook a big pot of rice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just have to know what I'm going to make and what I can do. Like yesterday <laughs> yeah. I, I cooked hard boiled eggs so I can make the egg salad. Yeah. for Yeah.
1: I did this week on the day that we have our, High school co-op class that I teach—it's actually in my house—and they were doing a research project. So to this week, I didn't have time to make dinner that day, so I was cooking dinner while and prepping it while they were doing the research project. But yeah, oh, well, you need to pay attention to—you know—when you have time to cook. Is it a good day to throw something in the crock pot so that you, you know, don't have to attend to it? And all yeah. of that goes into the meal planning for sure. For uh, breakfast and lunch for my family, we've never had set breakfast and lunch like a menu, but I meal plan in that they have choices because that was how I started my kids being independent with cooking and feeding themselves was through breakfast and lunch, even starting little. So I would give them like, these are your three choices you can have for breakfast. You can have, you know, eggs or you can have, uh, you know, a muffin or whatever. There's three choices. And so I always would that week, those things would be available to them. Um, and then we did the same thing for lunches. Like these are the lunch choices this week. You can make whichever one you want. And for my meal planning, I just knew I needed to have those ingredients or things on hand that week
0: well that's smart because you don't want to just leave it open-ended or the kids will have every food item out and your kitchen will be a (laughs) wreck
1: yeah Yeah. but it gives them some independence still
0: i've been getting my son some microwavable pizzas Mm -hmm, that he can mm -hmm. get for lunch something else i was like look i don't have to do everything he likes it if i do his love language is (laughs) acts of service yeah but I'm like in in order for me to keep up the schedule I've created I need you to step up a bit more
1: right right so yeah so and they, making, kids generally like that when they start learning you know it's a big thing when you can learn how to cook something yourself or I'm not
0: um, I'm sorry I'm not seeing it yet with this kid waiting for it. <laughs> uh, I taught him how to make I he could make ramen on the stove yeah he'd like to eat ramen he he's like I don't I don't want to, like, I don't want to do it. I feel <laughs> he's worried he's going to get burned or something I'm like You're going to get burned. Everybody gets burned. Here's what to do if you get burned. But yeah, he's right. not, he doesn't feel bad about his lack of independence in that
1: area. <laughs> It'll hit him at some point. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I hope so. But uh, much like my middle son, this child is not interested in cooking at, yeah. at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: When we get back after our ad break, We'll be talking about some meal planning strategies, but first we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. The Happy Homeschooler podcast is sponsored by Transcript Maker, the online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts from the comfort of your own home.
1: Fall is here, and for homeschooling parents, that means you just got a whole lot busier. That's so true, but with Transcript Maker, you can save tons of valuable time this fall. Instead of hours of laborious calculations for a handwritten transcript, just plug your courses and grades into the template and the GPA appears just like magic.
0: Homeschooling parents often struggle with piles of papers. They just build up. With Transcript Maker, you can reduce some of that paper. Your transcripts are held in the cloud, safe and sound and easy to access whenever and wherever.
1: With co ops, academies, and extracurriculars in swing, a lot of homeschoolers find their budget a little tighter these days. Good news! Transcript Maker offers a 14-day free trial, so you can give it a test drive and see how you like it. And for our listeners, you can get 20% off the cost of your subscription with our
0: exclusive coupon code Happy. that's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps.
1: Make your fall semester easier for yourself. Go to www.transcriptmaker.com today.
0: Transcript Maker, simply better transcripts. Welcome back to the podcast. Now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of how to do meal planning. Since we told you it's important to do, we're not going to leave you alone. (laughs) So Jen, uh, what are some of your best meal planning strategies that you've used?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, I'm trying to think of when the children were little, what worked good. Things are very different now. Now I just, you know, yell at everybody in the house. Hey, what do you want for dinner this week? And then I, you know, (laughs) write it down and that's how it works pretty much. Yeah. But I have mostly grown people in my house now. So that's how that works. I think that like we discussed before, having the set theme nights or certain things we do each night, you know, pasta night, pizza night, all of that was really important when my kids were young because it simplified it. It made it faster for me to figure out. And It also gave me easy categories like pasta night is easy. Somebody, everyone in the house, likes some kind of pasta dinner. So it was easy for me to come up with plans like that. Uh, Also, especially when I had a house full of younger kids, keeping it simple was the way to go. And I know we, you know, some people don't want to make what we think of as kid foods. But if that's Mm -hmm. what keeps everybody happy and fed and you're not wasting food and wasting money on things people don't want and don't like, that was really important when I had a house full of kids.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. Younger people have simpler palates and strong mm-hmm. flavors overwhelm them mm-hmm. so you know the british they feed their kids at a different time of day than the adults a lot of those families. i didn't know so, that yeah they, they feed the children what we would call it tea time
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and then the adults a lot of times eat dinner later after the children have gone to bed, which I'm like, that sounds nice, but it's that's funny
1: because I think sometimes I do find myself naturally doing that. Like, yeah, you know, it just works out that way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When my kids, when my first five kids were younger, my husband had a job where he often came home after the kids had eaten dinner and I was getting them to bed. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I would, Make a dinner just for him and me to enjoy after the kids had gone to bed. One of the things that I loved doing was sheet pan meals and sheet pan breakfast. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, so uh, or casseroles. So I would make like a breakfast casserole where you'd put shredded potatoes and then you'd lay down some kind of cheesy substance and some meats, (laughs) breakfast meats or whatever. I'd make breakfast pizza. My kids love the breakfast pizza because I had to feed five kids at the time. Yeah, yeah. So the nice thing about like the overnight casserole type things, overnight oats or uh, baked oatmeal is you can get it all prepped the night before and maybe you just put it in the oven or maybe it's ready to serve. In the case of overnight oats, you just pull it out of the fridge, Mm -hmm. add a little milk to it. You're ready to go. So those kind of things that things you can prep up on a weekend. Yeah. And it's ready to go for the, the coming up week. I really like that. So a lot of times I will bake up a bunch of potatoes or I'll make a big pot of rice or, Mm -hmm. you know, something, anything I can do in bulk that during that week I can incorporate it into several meals. Yeah. For me, that really, yeah. So like I like to make oven roasted potatoes and we'll, we'll usually have those on a night when we're having burgers. And then if any are left over, they make their way into like a breakfast hash Mm They're already cooked. They're ready to go. But I, I really do like to just do whatever I can where I can buy things in bulk so I can save the most money. Right. Uh, and I like to keep things on hand. So one of the other things is if you run out of an ingredient and you have to run to the store, that's a huge intrusion into mm-hmm. your day. Mm-hmm. So I like to keep some shelf-stable things of stuff that would normally I would normally buy fresh. So like mm-hmm. some a small carton of shelf-stable milk.
1: Mm hmm. On... I could have used that this week.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. so helpful because you don't you don't need it until right. you do. And then the other reason I like to keep some of those shelf stable things is because of crazy weather hmm. So a couple of years ago for our listeners, Texas had a crazy ice and snowstorm. We were socked in for like a week. It was super crazy. And I was running out of cat food and I was running mm-hmm. out of um, almond milk. And my neighbor made a foray out and he got some stuff for me. <laughs> but I told my husband, you know, I really need to keep some things on hand in case mm-hmm. of that type of situation. But also it's just nice in case of. Oh, you know, we made a lot of smoothies this week and uh, I need milk to make this sauce. Yeah, yeah. So I try to keep a little stock of extra stuff so I can shop in my cabinet rather than having Mm -hmm. to run to the store. So I keep a running list on my phone of anything that we're running low on or that we've run out of. So before I rinse something and throw it in recycling, I'm like, add that to the list. And I like to keep extra things like things I know we're going to use a lot.
1: Yeah. Ketchup.
0: Yes. So,
1: sec- I, mm, sauces and things, I do that, but I don't really have extras like for just in case kind of things because for generally I just have whatever we need for the week, which is actually a good point about meal planning because due to that, I have to tell my kids like, hey, you cannot eat this food. (laughs) It's planned, you know, this is for something. So they know that everything in the pantry actually is for a certain meal. So as far as snacks and things go, those are always planned as well. Like Mm -hmm. we have always, since my kids were little, we have snack bowls. So we have like a bowl of fruit, always out all different kinds of fruit. And then we have Mm -hmm. a bowl of other snacks that are like, you know, granola bars or peanut butter Mm -hmm. crackers or snacky things. And those are just always available. And then that way kids aren't trying. I mean, I have I have eight kids so it was like always somebody hungry when I am wanting something and that way it kept them from taking food that I needed for the meals that I've planned you know so that was an important part of my planning.
0: My husband is so conditioned after all these years that he'll look in the fridge and he'll say oh there's there's some more watermelon in there can I eat that Yep. <laughs> uh, because he knows, like, it's I have everything planned down yeah. to the last, like, you know, quarter cup. And so I do plan for snacks. And I, I do have to hide them, though, um, and just get them out of a hidey hole. Otherwise, my quickly growing 11-year-old, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I'll i get a big, again, I'm buying in bulk, folks, because I want to save my pennies. Yeah. Uh, like, I'll get a box of 24 granola bars, and then they'll be gone in four or five days. Uh-huh. Like,
1: Excuse me what happened here. So now I just hide them and I dole them out.
0: I used to have um, to
1: do that too. But as my kids got older, I got to a point where I was like, okay, look, if you eat it all the first day, then guess what? That's it for the week. (laughs) But what we
0: did with my other kids was you had to make snacks. So Mm -hmm. we baked a lot of cookies and brownies. That's fun. You know, and that that serves a couple of purposes. It's more economical. It's healthier. Cause it's not full of all the stuff they have to put in pre-made food. Mm-hmm. Your kids gain some skills and it gives them an activity to keep them busy. Yeah. But yeah, my, my son, we recently had a conversation about this. He wanted to eat a microwave pizza for an afternoon snack. And I said, mm-hmm. no, he goes, why can't I eat my food when I want? I mm-hmm. said, because that is a planned lunch item. Right. If you eat that, then, you then, then have I have lunch. to figure out something else to give you for lunch, and that doesn't work for me. And he uh-huh. thought I was a really ridiculous mom, but I'm like, this this just has to work this way. I've already uh, made a plan. Yeah,
1: I've dealt with that so much over the years. I so I don't know if this is really <laughs> meal planning, but this helps with planning. One of my sons, when he was little, little was just famously constantly asking for food, and mm-hmm. and like asking and then being upset because I would say not right now, you know, it's not time for food or it was just all day long and that gets grating, but also it made him unhappy. He was unhappy all the time because I kept having to tell him no, because it wasn't time for us to eat. And yes, I understand kids need little snacks throughout the day and especially young ones. And that's how they eat. So I wasn't trying to keep him from eating. It was just constant. It was like you had a snack two minutes ago and then he was crying for another. It you was know? like boredom the mercy. It was a right? thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was an attention getting thing that he was doing because it was when we were busy, you know, doing things and stuff. But I made a snack clock that we hung on the wall. And he helped me make it and everything. And it showed what times of the day with pictures, because he couldn't read and do that yet, uh, mm-hmm. that he could have snacks throughout the day. So he would know when it was time and could ask at that time, can I have a snack now? And we used it for a couple of years. It worked so well in my house that is with eight smart. kids. I it think was- um, I used to
0: post my menu on the, on the refrigerator, I put it on the mm-hmm. fridge. So right. the kids could see and what, what there was for snack <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. It's, I think that is an important part of meal planning really, because yeah. you need to communicate to your family what's going to be happening. Yeah. You know, and some kids, I don't know, they just worry, like, am I going to get something to eat? Yes. Yeah. They I, you
1: know. know,
0: they need mm-hmm. that comfort. Um, Some kids mm-hmm. need that comfort of knowing what's coming up next. Yeah. But it also shows them, I mean, like I'll tell my son Hey, every day when I get up, I have plans for you. I'm always thinking right. of you and I have plans for you to have a good day. And I, I think of nice things for you. Yeah. Well, so, and
1: from a purely selfish standpoint, when you have a lot of kids and they are <laughs> and they are asking you over and over and over what's for dinner, what's for dinner, what's for dinner, mm-hmm. that that gets tiring. So it's nice to, you're right. If you have a posted somewhere and they can see it, yeah it really helps.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say a couple other ways that people meal plan. I know you're a big fan of chat GPT and apparently yep. it's very helpful for meal planning.
1: Yes, it is.
0: There are meal planning apps. Some people meal plan based on what's on sale. So they get their weekly grocery ad and they, they look and see what's on sale. And I'm, I don't necessarily plan around that, but I do think that it's smart to to take advantage of sales and use foods that are in season Mm -hmm. to get your best deals. Um, Do you incorporate any of those ideas?
1: Um, I am not great with coupons. I used to be, and I just need, I need to get better at that again. So thank you for that reminder, but I need to, Um, but I do shop the sales. I don't, it's, since I do any everything online, I don't do it as much as I used to anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely taking advantage of seasonal items though. And, uh, you know, we used to have a large garden. So a lot of our meal planning oh, sure. re- revolved around what was in the garden. Yeah. I guess if you have a garden,
0: you your garden tells you what you're making for dinner. Yes. That's what, <laughs> that's what happened when we had a garden. Yep. Like, oh, I have to pick tomatoes and peppers and there's some okra. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe gumbo is on the- the menu tonight (laughs) well i hope that we have given people some really good ideas and provided them with some really good reasons why meal planning is worth the time and effort and if any of you um, our listeners have some advice for us we would love to hear what you do with meal planning because i haven't been doing this so long that i can't get new ideas (laughs) here at the end of our podcast we like to answer a big question jennifer what's our big question today
1: our big question for today is from S, who asks, what should I say when people question why I'm homeschooling? What do you think about this one?
0: Well, I think it depends on who's asking. Yes, you know, I agree. Um, sometimes uh, in the past, I would be out with my kids during the day, especially when homeschooling wasn't as common and people would ask me why they weren't in school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to get into a big conversation. Yeah, uh. <laughs> so, yeah. um, So uh, we had a a name for our homeschool, and I would just tell the people that my children went to a private school that wasn't in session that day. So Mm -hmm. that's one tactic if you don't want to deal with it at all.
1: Yeah, just absolutely. You can just say that. What about you, Jen? Well, like you said, I don't. This question is different now. I think uh, because people are more aware of homeschooling. So they don't, it doesn't get asked the same way, but you're right. I used to get a lot of like, Ooh, why kind of thing when my kids were little, you know, Uh like it was thought of as a negative thing. Like, why do you want to do that uh, to yourself? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I would always answer just something like super positive about, well, we really enjoy spending time together and learning together. And it would be just something very generic. Like it's not really their Mm -hmm. business, you know, Right, Um, Right. but it would be something generic like that for you know, just People at the store or wherever asking me randomly why my kids aren't in school. And as they got older and things have changed and people are more aware, I I usually say something about how I I'm trying to instill a love of learning for my children and some independence so that they can continue to learn throughout their life. Um, which sounds really nicely packaged, but I don't say it like that exactly. But, but it's that you know I refer to that kind of thing. Uh, but if it's not somebody that is curious about homeschooling, if it's just that outright asks this question. I, I don't really feel like I people need to give more information because it's such a personal choice.
0: That's true. I know that sometimes, you know, maybe I'd meet somebody at, at my church that they didn't know. And I'd say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, say like, oh, where does your kid go to school? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, we homeschool. And then we'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, what made you decide to do that? And yeah, usually what I say is we're not great rule followers. <laughs> we, don't like, we, like,
1: we, we like to do See, that's a great answer. I love that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, you know, but it, I think it really is situational. Yeah. Um, and if it's somebody who doesn't know you and you're probably mm-hmm. never going to see them again, you can just say that you know you like the educational approach that homeschooling provides right for your kids, and that works for your family. I always yeah. like to say it works for my family because what yeah. I have found is that the minute I say that I'm homeschooling, the person says I could never do that. Exactly. Like if I attack yes. them it's, it's yes. So I like to just say, you know, it works for my family, but I'm aware that
1: it doesn't work. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Before we go, we want to leave you with a few reminders.
1: If you've already registered for the next SAT test, the date for that test is October 7th. The registration for the November 4th SAT is on October 5th. If you want
0: to support us here and help us grow, it would be great if you'd help new people find our show by leaving us a five-star review and sharing it on social media.
1: Remember that you can get 20% off the cost of your transcript maker subscription with the code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps.
0: If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at happyhomeschoolpod.
1: If you want to learn more about anything we discussed today, we publish our show notes on Facebook after every new episode.
0: Next episode, we'll be previewing a new series by discussing homeschooling in Texas. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Holly.
1: And I'm Jennifer. Happy
0: Happy homeschooling! homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Holly Williams-Urbach. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-hosts are Melody Gillum and Jennifer Jones. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, tell people about us. Poor Melody. (laughs) Did you see her screenshot?
1: what'd she say
0: she she said skype doesn't know who i am and she sent a screenshot of her computer and it says welcome live colon dot cid something something (laughs) i don't know what's up with that that's super weird (laughs) what could have happened